We're back. Hello. It's the Taprooms Podcast. Tony Taprum here again with Caesar. How's it going? And Freddie. Yo, yo, yo. And uh, we miss you guys. Season three here at the Taprooms Podcast. It's been a few months. It's been actually like three months since we uh, took a little summer uh, summer break. We've been doing crazy stuff, though. We've been... Uh, Freddie almost got arrested, and he was up at the protest, right? I almost got detained by the federal agents in Portland. He was up in Oregon, just like thought he. We thought we were. He was going to see his family's vacation home, but no. Nope. Went to raise hell in Portland. <laughs> and, and then Caesar's been uh, all up in the uh, e-commerce game, uh, secretly selling to uh, communists. <laughs> Efforts. I've been selling arms. C- yeah. Caesar's in the modern arms battle. I'm hanging out about. with Ty Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, today's gonna be a, a fun show to get back into the swing of things. We'll be talking about our quarantine, COVID. I don't even know how much quarantine people are doing anyway. Is like, this still a thing? Like, are, uh, I, I'm looking for that one yeah. guy that hasn't left his house since March. Yeah. Well, you, you know, um, can I talk about Los Alamos already? We'll get into it. We'll okay, get into yeah. it. We'll do that. It relates to this We're still on the intro. Um, of course, we're talking about, yeah, our uh, cottagecore lifestyles that we've engaged in. <laughs> Bless you. And we'll be talking about you and your knitting. The DNC debates. <laughs> our RNC uh, coming up. DNC Biden for Prez. Who knows? Some career updates. Joe Johnson. Career dude. updates. Don't live. Um, <laughs> and then we'll also be talking about like some, some exercising of some amendments. Maybe even the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. What are some other cool amendments? The twenty-six man. The fifth. Vote out an incompetent president. Ooh. Okay. So. It'll be an amendment um, day because it's a new <laughs> it's a new season and it's gonna be a fun one. Season three of the Tape Rooms podcast coming to you live. Oh, they love it when you take the fifth because it means they can give you an ass whooping to get you to talk. <laughs> All right, so here we are, Taperman's podcast. Freddie's pleading the fifth, so he'll might be a little reticent. This <laughs> he won't episode. say anything. <laughs> yeah, um, I ain't say nothing. You have to beat it at her. <laughs> but a lot of people have been talking to you, Freddie. I know you have like uh, you're doing your grad school stuff, and uh, there's there's people who are really. Uh, some Struck. fucked up people talking who you need to fix and uh that's really cool and you're reading plenty of books yeah i've become a a scholar of sorts i've been in my uh, my study these past three months just acquiring knowledge mm-hmm. um yeah we're friday and i are starting a book review um podcast small plug it's called page incinerators it's a <laughs> it's a book review podcast coming to you soon. It's in the Tapeworms podcast family of networks. 
Gimlet Media. What was our motto? What was our motto? Yeah. What was our motto? Our motto is, uh, I don't, I forget. Burn books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Burn books, not bridges. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, uh, a little update for me. Why it's also been like a few months away of like a little break. I, I moved house. Um, I've moved in with the missus. You could say, and we live our little um, mid-century <laughs> life here in uh, Westwood. There's some cool. There's a lot of old people in boomers. our neighborhood. We go walking around sometimes. There's some boomers, but a, it's cool. Like you walk around and you see, you hear different languages. How like, close is UCLA? It's like a couple mile and a half. I I, I go running sometimes and. Uh, it's cool. I'm not a big fan of UCLA or their students, <laughs> but um, it's cool. I mean, there's good, some good restaurants over there, too, and a 7-Eleven. There's a really good ice cream spot nearby. I'm not... It's called... Um, T.D. Reese? Saffron and Rose, and it's, like, really good ice cream. Oh, is that the place with the saffron ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that expensive as hell? Yeah, yeah, it's dude. A, it's not that. Ex- well, I mean, for some it's, people, it's, it might it's be West. It's Westwood lifestyle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're mostly cottagecore. As is Caesar, as he is um, doing a, a new venture in. Uh, I know you hooked me up with this cool ass hat. I found this hat, red hat, um, like at a thrift store, and then Caesar, what'd you do? You like. Oh, I put a tapeworm's worm on it. You put a little tapeworm's worm on it and made it look super cool. And I kind of want to make it a merch. Right now, it's a one of one, limited edition thing. But who knows? Maybe we'll make some more merch available. Um, tapeworm ski mask yeah, for all your protesting needs. Yeah, but Caesar's <laughs> been really going off. You should see some of his stuff. Um, what have you been making? Um, I've just been messing around with designs because um, the hard part is, is I guess when you work with embroidery, you know, there's so many different fabrics. There's the, the stabilizer backing that holds down the threads. There's different threads. Um, it's it's kind of tough to learn how to use the machine sometimes. So I've just been mm. making random things. I made a USC shirt for my girlfriend. I've been messing around with like little making little designs. Like I made a little buffalo. <laughs> made a little a little green tree, like a like a pine tree. Do you have any limits to what you can make? So far none. But um because <laughs> I've only been working on on a like simpler designs. Mm-hmm. Cuz like for ordering, like if someone orders something, I make it upon order. I don't pre-make made it. Made to order, baby. Yeah, it's made to order, but I want to be able to make make it within a day but if it's a really tough design it's gonna take me a while so yeah I've just been doing that it's pretty fun Mm -hmm. I was looking for a hobby that is is keeps me on my feet because I'm standing when I'm using the machine I gotta hold the equipment and stuff like that um, because I don't want to just sit down all day Um, and it's a hobby that it's it's a skill where if I just get laid off or something I I, I have a skill now (laughs) Um, so I think that's something I wanted in a hobby. I wanted to develop a skill while you're, also, you're it's also entertaining Are you worried as about getting laid off? No, but I mean, it's just, you know, the way things went like three months ago, What's you the, know, I think it was in the back of everyone's head, no matter how stable your job is, you know? Right. What's the male title for a seamstress? 
Seamster. Seamster? Yeah, Caesar the Seamster. <laughs> okay. So. It's, it's a cool little skill, I think, and like it's just cool to have a new a new skill. Definitely. It was either that or welding. I wanted to learn how to weld too, but. Ooh, that requires a lot more energy. I feel like, and it's dangerous. I don't know. I'm scared also, to weld. I mean, yeah, but that's also a trade, dude. Like, you actually gotta get licensed to do that. You can't just pick up a fucking blowtorch and know, say bro. you know how to weld. I've, I've known a couple, they call them scabs in the street. People that are non-union. Yeah. And you can get a bunch of little side jobs doing welding for people. Yeah. I t- in, t- in, a, in an ideal world, people would ask you if you're certified. But no, yeah, you just, you know, sometimes they're non-union. Bro, that, though, they don't have a contracting license it's okay yeah just don't get hurt yeah Do that's all that's table. all fun and games dude so you get jumped by the union gorillas yeah until joe biden is president <laughs> <laughs> the unions rule of eric <laughs> yeah but over this quarantine i feel like we've been leaning into our our new favorite aesthetic which we were already uh a part of and it's indicative in caesar's uh seamster uh new hobby but um, cottagecore, right? If you guys don't know cottagecore, it's dope. Um, I'm cottagecore. You should be too. Hardcore um, cottagecore. Yeah. We've been talking about doing another camping trip, uh, sometime. But yeah, we uh, we uh, like to plant stuff. We we did it in our plant vid- gardening videos. Yeah. Um. Can you can you explain cottage core to the listeners? Nah, you got, just look it up. <laughs> just look it. Um, but no, it's an escape. I know, Caesar, you went to uh, a little small town. Yep. How was that? It was pretty cool. Um, I think the comment I was gonna make earlier about the small town, which which you which you guys were asking about about the whole quarantine, is you know are people still taking the virus seriously? And um, I think a lot of what I've seen in the news is that if, if you're in a rural area, everyone around you thinks coronavirus is a joke and that no one cares about PPE. But we were in the little small town called Los Alamos and it was like a lot of farms, a lot of wineries and everyone was wearing a mask. And, and, and all the little restaurants that were there, like they, they before you would get Sorry. to your seat, they'd ethanol the crap out of it. They'd wipe it down um, and everyone was masked up and... and is, is that near Solvang, Los Alamos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. However, in Solvang, we drove through there also. Oh, oh I love it was, Solvang. That was like, PPE did not exist. Really? Yeah. In Solvang? People, it was crowded as hell. Like, people were just... It, it looked like there was no, like, quarantine. It looked like 2019. The, the only reminder of it is that um, there was a lot of little businesses there that said closed or for sale or no longer in operation. Yeah. But the businesses that were still, like, they were packed with people. Like, indoor dining and everything? No, it was a lot of outdoor dining, but, I mean, it kind of looks like when you're walking down Hollywood, like, Sunset Boulevard, and there's just people, like, the sidewalk is Bustling. just packed with people. That's how yeah. it looked. Like, the sidewalks were just packed. So, what happened in Alamos? Well, are we just... Los Alamos. We just stopped uh, to... Well, we stopped because it, it, it looked like a cool little town. It's like, it reminded me of Radiator Spring in Cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where, like, it's just a little town where everyone stops because they're like, oh, crap, what is this? I guess I'm hungry. Or I guess I'll fill up on some gas, you know? So <laughs> you just kind of stop because you drove through it. And that's what we did. And, and um, we got some flatbread pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, we walked to a little uh, art gallery they have there of local artisans. And it's just mm-hmm. like old people that make art in, in the neighborhood. And um, there was a tech punk... Uh, display to someone that made a, a basically just a 
a display of just different tech things and they put it together into like a rectangle. Oh, of course. And they were selling it for like $800, but... So what's the hidden gem you would say there? Um, it's, it's super nice. It's, it's, it, everything is just bundled up close. So like, there's a couple hostels, a couple hotels, and then right next to them there's like a couple restaurants, and then there's like little shopping areas. And it's all within like, I want to say five blocks. So mm. it's a little strip where if you just want to go on a little weekend getaway, you just crash there. Everything's walking distance. And um, everyone was being respectful of like social distancing, PPE. And also, it, it was just a lot of cool little stuff there. And it's, it's a little thing that was just there. Any cool wildlife? Uh, when I was at Pacific, not in Los Alamos, oh. um, but when I was at uh, Sal State Beach, I think it was called. So free, tell free me about your, so your road trip. You so you stopped for a little bit in Los Alamos. Yeah. So the real the real reason we went up north was because we were going to like a a beach trail. Mm. Um, it's it's a. I want it's three miles in and three miles out to back out, um, and it's you just go up this like big ass hill, and eventually you get to the beach. And um, we didn't go all the way to the beach because I think from what we read, if you get to the beach, you have to use ropes to get down to it. You have to go down a cliff holding ropes. And um, I just didn't want... It, I'm telling you, it was so lonely there. If you fell, you died, and nobody would know. Was this in Santa Barbara? It was an hour up from Santa Barbara. Oh, so you didn't think. So, like, closer yeah. to... That's like Santa, Santa Maria? Slow? Slow? Uh, Santa Maria? I'm trying to... Th- I don't know. It's It was just Somewhere. up north, yeah. In the middle um, of nowhere? Yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere. You, I mean, there was people there, but I couldn't trust them. They looked sketch. Near, <laughs> near the 101? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Pretty. You have to drive a little, drive a little in, but it's kind of mm-hmm. by there. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It's a really tough hike. Not so much because it's a tough like. There's a little bit of uphill in the beginning, like the first mile or two, but it was just hot as hell. Mm-hmm. And the whole way you're exposed to the sun. There's like no trees or anything. Um, so it's like about three hours in, three hours out. Was it cottage core? It was cottage core as hell. <laughs> um, just just. Like, isn't it, like, House on the Prairie or whatever they call it? Oh, like, Little that, House like, on the Prairie. Of, it uh, was just, like, fields. Did where, you, did you uh, ride on horses naked, no. <laughs> bareback? We we saw cows, <laughs> and they were aggressive, and they would not stop looking at me, and I thought they were going to rush me, but... That's cool. I like cows. I love... I have a picture of a sticker of a cow on my guitar. We're here in the studio. <laughs> Here's a good cow. It's a tan cow. I love cows. Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm cottagecore. It's it's a cool trip for anyone that just wants to take a day and, and go out somewhere, go for a mega hike, um, risk heat stroke. It's funny. That's, I, that's where you want to go. I was up north a little bit, too, visiting my family. It was my dad's birthday last weekend. And um, it was, like, right before the fires. It was crazy. But on my way down, I was in Santa Barbara to help my sister move in to they college. They opened up? It's no, but she wants to live down there still. Um, so she lives like right on the beach, right off a cliff in Santa Barbara, in Isla Vista. It's crazy, and it's uh, like you. I was helping her move into a room. She it's like one room, but two. She has two roommates, so she doesn't have her her own room. And the house she lives in is like fifteen people. Jesus. And I'm like, geez, I, this is definitely a coronavirus Super house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just like a hostel. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, but it's like right on the beach, and like she shares a backyard with like this. She shares a room with how many people? Uh, 15. 15 people. <laughs> In her room or the house? <laughs> the house. It's not a tenement. It's. <laughs> Fuck. 
And yeah, but sorry. it's crazy because Santa Barbara, it's a great place. But um, that's I, I was thinking just about college. Like we, I pulled into like just to take your stuff. Like across the street, there's this just almost it was like some uh, some steampunk music. Just boom, boom, nice. boom, boom. Heavy and, bass, uh, like yeah. super loud, just causing a scene. And and I was like, man. Uh, this shit I do not miss from college. Um, You're cottagecore now. No, seriously, I'm like, I guess I'm cottagecore, maybe, but um, I'll take that as a compliment. But, like, it was just so whack how... It wasn't whack. I don't know, you, there's just... You grow you grow older and you realize that these things that you thought you were attractive, that you liked yeah. a couple years ago, you see that they're not as... Uh, not as cool anymore. Not as cool anymore. I can still, I can still vibe to that. I gotta say this. I gotta, though. I gotta. It was aggressive though, and it was like, it was like early. It was like before noon, and it was like aggressive, like hardcore dubstep. Uh, the difference for me now is that I need to make sure the night before I had like nine hours of sleep, and I drank a lot of water, and then I'm fully prepared for this because I feel like maybe in college I'd be like I just did an all-nighter studied for something and then i'd still be down to go to this party but now it's just like i gotta make an effort to prepare for these sort of things because yeah. my body can't take my it anymore <laughs> yeah no seriously. my yeah. hips are gonna hurt after yeah but uh yeah it's weird going up north like all these fires um i'm guessing there wasn't it was this fire not okay the path we there? took yeah because yeah, we went good. along the coast and i think the fires that were like booming were in the Angeles forest and also closer to like Azusa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but we went down the coast. Up oh, the coast. Damn. Up the coast. Yeah, so you took the ten all the way? Uh the one oh one one oh one, yeah. Oh. The ten goes east. Well I was gonna say how we got on the one oh one without going through the Azusa fires. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I gotta say though, this is my commentary on the cottage core. It sounds like it's a white thing. Because if you explain this to, like, people living in, like, Mexico, like, I mean, Caesar's from the city, like, Mexico City. I'm from, like, the ranches. I'm from the fucking rural parts. This shit's just, like, life to them, dude. Like, you have to make your own clothes because you can't afford shit. You gotta grow your own food. Yeah, there, you gotta, there, it's funny because there is cottagecore among Mexicans, too. Like, what the f- I mean, there's, I, like, memes about, like, the Mexican kid from, like, the city that goes to visit his cousins in, like, the yeah, ranch. And then must, they come back, like, with their cowboy hat and everything. Yeah. And then they get made fun of by the ranch guys because they're like, you don't know a day of you hard work you, in your yeah, life. Yeah, you don't know what the <laughs> fuck it's like taking a shower with a fucking bucket of water. <laughs> Maybe it's not necessarily, like, it's a white thing. It's just they were the whites where it coined the term when it already existed. I, I don't know if there's necessarily ownership... Or, like, to the activities, right? Oh, I didn't say it like that. It's just this phenomenon of cottage corn. <laughs> canceled, <Freddy. Yeah. laughs> Freddy's canceled. If this, is, if this is what I'm getting canceled for, then <laughs> so be so it. Be it. <laughs> There's worse things. There's worse things to be canceled for. Yeah. No, but here's some cottage core things. Um, planting something. Um, baking something. Decorating your room house slash house to make it fit the aesthetic. Drawing something, painting. Shit, looking up. We don't even have fucking doors in the house, dude. <laughs> looking up information on plants and animals. Going to a park and studying or drawing the local plants and animals. Do you draw parks. any cows? No. Take any pictures? No. I was gonna bring jars because um I wanted to collect insects. How is it cottage core if you're taking pictures with your phone? You have I, to no, draw shit by hand. I only did take my vintage uh, 
camera. Although that on one film. camera where wait, you wait, squeeze wait. a bulb. And <laughs> yeah. On. You set up with a curtain behind you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And was holding like an umbrella and yeah. like their legs together. Yeah. <laughs> and like this big poofy dress. <laughs> she stands still for 20 minutes. Yeah, the she had to stay completely still. Yeah. And then uh, we had to, I, I don't know. We had to, uh, what's another? I'm trying to riff on that, whatever. Baking pies is a big one. I'm oh. putting it on the windowsill. To attract people to your house. And then like the local mischievous kid uh, <laughs> like bites it. That's like a classic cottage oh, thing. I love pie. That's He's Dennis the Menace. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's another thing? Crocheting, knitting, or embroidery. Ditching, yeah. ditching. That's that's these are right there. Yeah. Cottage capitalism. Um, yeah. <laughs> sewing something. Capitalism court. Repairing old clothes. Trying to make a stuffed animal. See, people are okay. The thing is, it's a it's being coded as a feminine thing, but I feel like it's uh, it's I don't know. You can like what you like, and it doesn't have to be gendered no, in this way. It like. It's it's another it's another hobby developed by the upper classes to mock the lower classes. The bourgeois. Yeah, the bourgeoisie wanting to experience the proletariat without the. What would what would without the, men the do? without what? What would the men do in these cottages? Like, they would. They'd work the fields or cut firewood, know, and send the animals. Working out in a full suit is cottage core. No, that's pretty steampunk, dude. In a full suit, <laughs> not like a, a full suit, a, like everything, kind of everything suit? but the like the coat. Uh, uh, yeah, Chopping no, dude, wood and like <laughs> in suspenders and like a potato bag, a potato bag, yeah, with the hat, and then like throwing your hat down and washing your face in a river. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> panning for gold. Yeah, yeah, that's more like gold core or minor core. Minor core. That's my aesthetic, dude. I like to look like a forty nine or minor. Yeah. What's it, uh, what's it called? The uh, blacksmithing is cottage core as hell. Mm, yeah. You're just in like in the I room outside. My... Yeah. Just, just about banging what? iron. I forge my own tools. Yeah. Glass blowing. Mm, yeah, I guess. Um, any yeah. any old school like profession where you're just a master of your craft. Silversmithing. Pipe fitting. <laughs> Swedish plumbing. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's weird because during COVID, people were like. Everyone wanted to bake their own sourdough bread and like all this stuff, and it's like this, this pull to, wanting to, embrace it's, traditions. It's funny, dude. I kind of, I kind of see it this way, man. Like when you look at human history, pandemics always drive people to the countryside, but in our modern like VR-based society, instead of like leaving everything in the city, we just imagine we imagine ourselves we indulge ourselves in the country without escaping to the country according to the wall street journal home sales increased 27 percent in the past three months and most the majority of them are are in rural america so when you got companies like you know google where they're saying you can work from home for the rest of your career people are like why the hell am i gonna be a nasty ass la yeah expensive when ass. i can be you know in just a nicer rural area where there's a lot Alamos. of families and i get a big ass property for like a hundred thousand right. well it's a good thing too because caesar i know you're expecting yep <laughs> i'm having a kid soon pull out game week <laughs> oh, i'm just kidding that's cottage core having yeah, a kid cottage core having, having a kid, 15 yeah. children and only three of them survive yeah. super cottage core typhoid is cottage core the plague is cottage core yeah. cholera yeah um, have you guys ever seen angela's ashes mm-mm. that's pretty cottage core 
where you your children can't sleep because there's fleas in the matches. Uh. The plague, <laughs> super cottage core. <laughs> Throwing all, like filling, pooping in a bucket and then throwing it out the window. Uh. That's cottage core as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping fifteen to a cottage. <laughs> yeah, this, or all these sicknesses. Um, I love cottage core though. I mean, what were you saying about cottage core, Freddy? Though about well there's okay there's that npr thing uh what is it 1a yeah that i i've checked out and there's this one critique about it that like it's a wow college core got that big that npr had to yeah they had to <laughs> well because they had a, a social media expert come on the episode oh. so. yeah who was a tiktok who's <laughs> yeah. a tiktok college core uh expert yeah expert yeah and they were talking about some <laughs> she's a meme she's a meme area yeah yeah Anyways. But there's nothing wrong with cottage court. Yeah. And we embrace it. We embrace the trad lifestyle. We're all going to be dads. We're, we're dad rock. Tape rooms are dad rock. Um, yeah. Yeah, the only reason we haven't sold out is because we haven't had the opportunity, but <laughs> give us, you know, yeah. give us a chance. <laughs> okay, I think it's fun a fun time to do our uh, our fun segment that we do monthly. It's the uh, Harper's Index um, Guess the Stats Trivia. You guys ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... What's the topic? um, It's trivia, cottagecore. Cottagecore, yeah. Yeah, Board games is kind of cottagecore. They didn't have fucking board games. (laughs) Playing cards, playing cards. Okay. Well, this one's... Fuck cottagecore, wrong cavecore. (laughs) Cybercore. All these are sad. Hold on. <laughs> all, all these are political. Actually, this could this one's could be a good one. Um, minimum amount the U.S. government spent funding anti Hugo Chavez rock songs while he led Venezuela. Oh, two hundred million. I don't know who Hugo Chavez is. Hugo Chavez was the socialist president of Venezuela. Oh, that's. That's because all they're all eating rats, right? No, that was, was before. That? No, dude, Caesar Hugo Chavez was like up until twenty ten, I think. Because Hugo like Venezuela that's, is still like that's, getting wrecked, right? Well, that's Ma- Nicolas Maduro. Maduro, he's yeah. not. Yeah, he completely changed the policies. I'm gonna say, what'd you say, Caesar? Two hundred million. I'm gonna say fifty two million. They dropped a million a week. <laughs> it's twenty two thousand nine hundred seventy. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's still a lot of money. That's still <laughs> to, a lot of money. To, to fund anti-Hugo Chavez rock songs. In the States or in Venezuela? In Venezuela. Wow. We should have hired tapeworms. Yeah, write these songs come on. <laughs> give us some of that. Give us a... Throw us a check. Come yeah. on. <laughs> we can write some anti-Hugo Chavez songs. I'll write a, ops, bro. I'll write an anti-any song. Yeah. If as long as I get a check. Anti-Biden song. I'll do yeah. an anti-tapeworm song. <laughs> if I get a check. Yeah, well, no, that's not true. I, I won't... I won't... You won't sell out that hard. I won't, sell, I won't, like, write any anti, like, you know, POC or... That's messed up. But I will write anti... I'll do an anti-Biden. I'll do an anti-Trump. I'll do an anti-Hillary. I'll do, even do an anti-Bernie. But I, even though I love Bernie. It'll be a love song to Bernie. Um, Dude, just do one of those things where when they play the song backwards... It's actually it's praising a, him. It's a secret message. <laughs> it's like, it's an anti-Trump song, but when you play it in reverse, it's like, uh, make America great again. 
But that's not funny. He, Trump. Okay, speaking of Trump, <laughs> though. Total value of surplus military equipment distributed to the U.S. police department oh, under the Trump administration. Easily, I'm going to say 8 bill. 8 no, billion? That's, that's even being fucking, that's even being, that's lowballing. Yeah, because some of those... Um, okay, like, let me repeat that. Total value of surplus military equipment distributed to U.S. police departments under the Trump administration. Okay. 900 million. Just under a billion. 2.2 billion. Freddie, you were surprisingly close. It's $964,962,803. Jesus. Okay, but, okay, so you were close, but same question, but this time of bayonets. So the total value of surplus bayonets, which are cottage core, of yeah. <laughs> total value of surplus bayonets distributed to U.S. police departments under the Trump Why administration. Why the fuck do cops have bayonets? <laughs> Because they're cottage core. Come yeah, on. It's the aesthetic. They want... Sticking your enemy as you <laughs> watch him die. That's super cottage core. <laughs> I'm going to say... Fuck, dude. It can't be that much. Come on. The military-industrial complex will overprice that shit. Yeah, because it's a government contract. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... It's not It's not a million. I'd say Three that. million. Just How much is one bayonet worth? They can charge. Oh, say like they can charge almost a thousand, dude. Two hundred fifty bucks for a van. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three hundred k. Three hundred k. I'm gonna say two million. Two million. Okay. The total value of the surplus bayonets distributed to USPDs under the Trump administration: nineteen thousand seven hundred sixty-one. Wow. So not too bad, but they're still. Using Thank God, bayonets. cops don't have fucking bayonets. Okay. Good time to buy bayonets right now. Yeah. <laughs> Prices are low. Here we go. So, the total value of surplus extreme cold weather parkas distributed to the LAPD under the Trump administration. Total value? Parkas? Yes, the total value of extreme cold weather. 100,000. 100K. That's like how many parkas? 70. It's, like, it's like a 500 I want to say parka. like a good-ass parka can be like $1,000. Yeah. What would you say? 100,000. I'm going to so say five, 500K. 27,161. Oh, damn, So barely bro. more than bayonets. But it doesn't get that cold in LA. But it does, it does in yeah, the winter. Yeah, but we don't also have that... Oh, what am I saying, dude? You yeah, gotta prepare for a nuclear war. Yeah, remember fucking crash back in the 90s. We have that military police. Well, maybe the, they would distribute the cold weather parkas to homeless? No. Or yeah, maybe like in, in the case of like humanitarian disaster, we just have them on deck, you know? Yeah. Also, all these sources, all these figures are of July 2020, so they're below. Oh, it's definitely off. gone up. It's <laughs> gone up. Um, minimum number of police killings since 2010 in which restrained victims told officers they couldn't breathe. Oh, bro, we're getting political. 200. It's not political. It's just a, it's a stat. Fact, it's a fact. Facts don't care. Facts don't care about your feelings, <laughs> ready? Five hundred. <laughs> he was going there. I just had to. I had to carry it. Five hundred. Five hundred police killings since twenty ten, in which restrained victims told officers they can. I was breathe. right. You say five hundred. Two hundred. Just thirty two. Hmm. Really? Yeah, it's weird. It's that's like the minimum number, though. You know, they there's probably definitely more. Well, that are But they couldn't even utter the words "I can't well, breathe" because they <laughs> yeah. literally couldn't breathe. So these were just lying. They could actually breathe because they were able to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hot take. Okay, 
the minimum number of those incidents that resulted in criminal charges against the officers. So of those 32, how many? Two. One. Five. Still. Yeah. We were, we were... What? A liberal bias got us but close to the out of those number. five, the number of those cases in which the charges were not eventually dropped. Not uh, dropped? Yeah. So how many were actually pursued or not... They weren't... The charges weren't dropped, so... They, so the investigate the court was pursued. <laughs> That's confusing the hell yeah, out of me. I know it's a weird yeah. question. You could also uh, just say number of those cases in which charges were dropped. Uh, I'm gonna say none of them, dude. All of them yeah. got dropped. One. Well, no, one. Yeah, because we have this July. Then yeah, so one. So the number of those cases in which charges were not eventually dropped were two. So two mm-hmm. went past the. Uh, Past the uh, dropped and they were pursued. Did so. the New York one? So get out dropped? of thirty-two, out of thirty-two uh, cases in which police killings that involved people saying they couldn't breathe, only two of them were not eventually dropped. It has to be the one in New York, yeah. dude. The yeah. Um, what else is a good one? You want a pan? Uh, you want a COVID nineteen one? Yeah. Okay. Number of leading U.S. state officials, state health officials, who have resigned, retired, or been fired during the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, dude. Across the 50 states? 10. I'm going to say 20. 34. Mm, Wow. So... Actually, yeah, there's been a... And and is it just saying that it's because of the coronavirus or just that it has happened? It just has happened. Yeah, because um, there has been. It's just during the pandemic. One that comes to mind, I think, is the... California one. Oh, yeah, the person that messed up the statistics. Yeah. Also, I think Seattle's mayor, or Seattle's chief police, I think, chief of police, I think she also just resigned. Resigned. Yeah, well, that's just... F. Freddie knows about it, because he was there. I was in Seattle. Oh, I was in Portland. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I was uh, at Chaz. He was in Chaz, yeah. Um... The number of coronavirus-related academic stu- studies that have been retracted since the oh, outbreak. Bro. It's less than the number of U.S. It's less than 34. 20. 15. 22 is the correct answer. There you go. Caesar gets the points. One of which was mine. <laughs> um, what's another one? That's actually pretty low, but it's also like all the people that are supposed to check this stuff are like overwhelmed with all the studies coming out every day. Here we go. Oh, I love this one. Okay. Portion of Americans aged 18 to 29 who have moved because of the coronavirus. That moved? Oh. So it's a portion, so it's like one out of something or two out of whatever. One out of of 25. One out of 25. One out of 50. One out of 10. Just just a, just in my work, I've, I've I've talked to a lot of my coworkers and they're like, "Yep, I moved." They moved where? Farther out. Farther out. Out of Vallejo. Well, they're working remotely anyway, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Okay, and similarly to uh, moving, percentage increased since February in the number of American Jews who have applied to emigrate to Israel. Jews. Yes, like... The American? American Jew- Jews. Who have 
A percentage increase since February in the number of American 60%. Jews who have applied to emigrate to Israel. So how? what's the increase of this Jewish question, people who have, this, in, who this have qu- yeah. applied to emigrate, Two, emigrate 200%. to Israel? 200%. This question wouldn't be asked if it wasn't a decently high number. 64%. I was right. I said 60. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of funny. Uh, a chance that a Canadian sees the United States as unfriendly or an enemy. So what are the chances? What's, um, what, are, what are they? One in something. Oh, okay. Uh, 20 out of 100. One in 10. So 20 out of 100 is <laughs> I guess 2 out of that, 10, I guess. Reduce that. 20 out of 100. 1 in 10. It's two out of ten, two or, out of ten yeah. or one out of five, which is correct. You want to know why I know that? Because I was just researching yesterday about which countries hate us and which ones love us. And I think Canada doesn't like us. They don't. There's a one in five chance that uh, a, a Canadian sees us as unfriendly or an enemy. It's uh, Someone would say it's uh, separatist or they want to start a war. You know who maybe. loves us? Korea and Israel. Yeah, They Israel love the crap out of us. I America. wonder why. Israel, just ha- we just had like a treaty with them yeah israel yeah, does love with us. the emirates yeah i and i do i love israel i've been doing a lot of research for work about it um do you know about their iron dome uh-uh. that's badass the iron yeah the anti-missile system yeah i was i i got like a random alert from the wall street journal i think about how israel just knocked down eight out of seven out of ten missiles that were launched them over the weekend from like a mm-hmm. i forget who but their Iron Dome defense system, which is like a missile system that just defends the crap out of them, took out seven of them, and the other three didn't even make it into like their airspace. Nice. Yeah, I was doing more. I was researching more travel stuff, mm. but that's that's cool too. <laughs> just make sure the Iron Dome doesn't take out your. Where's that? Tel Aviv or Jerusalem? Probably Tel Aviv because if it's on the coast. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think it just protects their total airspace. They probably have multiple oh, do they Iron have Domes. It yeah. Up, up above. No, no, it's a it's a SAM system, right? They, well, they 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 don't call it a SAM system, but that, I guess that would be the American equivalent of the yeah. technology because they I think their their like military technology made theirs. Um, why does well, why does go ahead? I was gonna say Israel. Our big deal with Israel is that they test out a lot of our military. All the military research we have in weapons comes out of Israel. That's why we throw so much money because they mm. test it out for us, and then we actually need it. Yeah, yeah, for like home defense. Yeah. Yeah, without with, with you know tensions in the Middle East, right? Yeah, sharing my own, keeping my opinions about Israelis' military occupations to myself. <laughs> what about them? What about them? Uh, <laughs> I don't like you to follow that up. Where do I begin? Okay. Well, God, are you keeping it to yourself? Yeah, maybe I should. I don't want. I don't want you guys to get canceled. I know there's some conflict there. there there's ongoing debates about the West Bank, about Israeli Gaza, apartheid, yeah, and Palestine. But you know, the Middle East is tension. I mean, just look at Lebanon, and and I mean, it's they say it's a mistake that whole bombing thing, but who knows? But actually, how it actually went it was, down. It was the Mossad. It was yeah. the Israeli it's, secret. But it's crazy. I love how much history, the rich history of Israel, and, yeah. and the, it really where religion started. Right, it's like there's Jews, there's Christians, there's Muslims. It's it's really a historic and beautiful desert oasis. Yeah, I think I'd want to visit. Yeah, I mean it's it's also I feel like I don't know if everyone feels this way, but for me, like as an American, I I also get like anxiety 
about traveling somewhere where I'm like, fuck, everyone either hates me because I'm an American or like, because even when I went to France with my homie Mike, he would get frustrated because he'd see Americans and then like, they'd be loud as hell. And I'm like, man, and I'd be very conscious of things like that. Like the Americans that are just being loud as hell. Like, and you just gotta say, parlez-vous l'espagnol. Yeah, like, and you just pretend to be Mexican while you're there. Yeah, they but I don't want to, I don't want to deny my Americanness. I'll deny it. <laughs> But it's nice, you know, that if you go to Israel, people aren't going to judge the crap out of you, you know? There's that- a diner in Israel, in I think in New Jerusalem, it's a Elvis diner. Like, it's a totally Elvis memorial memorabilia, yeah. and they have Elvis. Um, Elvis Presley wasn't, like, wasn't Jewish, was he? I don't know. I don't think he definitely... He was from Nashville, I don't think he was... Uh, Nigeria was loves us. Nigeria? I think they talk about on the radio, too, how, like, out of all the immigrants with the highest education that come to America, it's Nigeria. Oh, yeah. Ni- yeah, Nigeria. Uh, yeah. Nigeria has was... one of the highest rates of doctors compared to other Western nations. Really? Yeah. Second only to Cuba. Mmm. Cuba. Oh, yeah. Cuba's really good about it, too. Yeah, I know Cuba. Yeah, it's almost like socialism out. works. Yeah. Seriously. Almost. No, <laughs> Cuba was sending so many doctors around the world for COVID. COVID. Yeah, I hear, I hear they're just handing out the doctors in Cuba these days. Yeah. <laughs> Free hand, uh, handing out doctors like candy. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. Estimated amount that the U.S. will lose this year in tourism revenue. Is it a percentage or like actual figures? Dollar figure. This, go, go high on this one. Yeah, this is going to be huge. I'm going to say $700 million. I'm going to say $270 billion. No way. Five hundred fifty billion. Jesus. In tourism revenue. Yeah. That's. And I work in travel, and I'll just say we're. Well, feeling let it. me tell you, when I was in Solvang, it looked like well, the numbers a, were looking good. The good thing is. <laughs> oh yeah, you the traveling close, right? Yeah. You think of the airlines though, and all the airline revenue. You people are taking their one tank trips. Let me tell you, I've been doing my trips. Freddie and I went to Ventura. Ventura Susan and I went to uh, Ojai, a beautiful little Ojai. Oh, I passed by there too. So, yeah. what, so what you're telling me is that I should be investing in the oil industry right now instead of the airline industry. Yeah. You should be investing in California real estate development companies that are working in rural California. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I love the, uh, as long as it's far away from a fire, right? Um, That's the but, downside. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's like in fire there, territory. There, there's some very lush areas close to the coast, so that's like the good thing. And we, we definitely have not milked the whole California coast. Yeah, there's lots of areas there. If LA was willing to be like Hong Kong, where like even though we're in a tiny space, we're down, we're down to like build huge skyscrapers and stuff like that. But we're not because of all the. I don't know what the reason is. Stuff. If you're conservative, you'll say it's because there's too much regulation. If you're a Democrat, you think it's because people are too greedy. And if you're independent, you say it's because the earthquakes and the fires. <laughs> and the fires. Yeah. But um, there there's like so many areas outside of like, L.A. where we can you know develop, but we don't really do it. Yeah. I know. Well, speaking of that, speaking of travel, still that the U. Okay, at the estimated amount that the U.S. will lose even if all Americans' tourist dollars are spent domestically. So, what we're talking about of just little taking one take trips or, or flying to somewhere, but... Numbers or percentage? Another dollar figure here. I think they're... It's obviously gonna, left less than $550 billion. Yeah, dude, they're going to lose... How many people are in this country? It's of... Oh, hundreds of... 
$330 million. They're going to lose $10 billion at most. They're still going to have profits. $5 billion. $52 billion. Dang. Wow. They're, lose, they're losing a billion wrong, a week? Yeah, about a billion a week. Wow. Got that right. And that's just this year, um, calendar year. So. But here we go. Traveling months here right we go. Summer. Estimated amount that China will gain if its tourist dollars are spent domestically. So this is talking about gains. Because, you know, China has... And they send their travelers all yeah. across the world. Spies. They, they're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a huge one. We talking uh, American dollars? Yes. In or Xi Jinping Jing, Jing dollars. In U.S. dollars. Uh, 200 billion. I'm going to push them up to a trillion. 238 billion. Wow. Yeah, so now that uh, all the a lot of Chinese travelers are probably staying in country that's going to fortify their economy there was Damn, a Caesar a, stop helping them out bro there was a segment <laughs> there was a segment on the radio where they were talking like about how like uh, well this Chinese girl was talking about how she was going to go to NYU but now she's not sure about going because her family is willing to pay and they got the money but the way things are going they don't know if she's going to get there and then the next semester she's not allowed to come back right. and stuff like that and she was like now I'm forced to go to Canada or the UK and every Chinese person knows that those are the second rate schools everyone wants to go to like an American Jesus. school and I was like oh shit that's kind of cool they think yeah. we got dope ass schools but we don't. It, I guess if they're gonna go to China now like to universities out there it's gonna be a lot of money spent in house yeah no it's crazy um, I mean we've always talked about China as a growing sleeping giant but here now that COVID hit they're gonna keep uh Growing in, in numbers. Um, okay. They rebuild. Here we go. Here's kind of a funny one. Um, amount that a tourist to Iceland can pay to skip a government-mandated COVID-19 quarantine protocol. So you can pay and not quarantine. I'm going to say a thousand. Wait, where? In America? In Iceland. Iceland. Oh. I, mean, it's not an, I don't think it's an American traveler because I don't even think we can travel to Iceland. I want to say eight hundred dollars. Sixty-five bucks. Are you serious? <laughs> you can pay sixty-five bucks and not have to quarantine. That's pretty dope. Yeah, if only we were allowed to go to Iceland. All right. Here we go. If only um, Trump was trying to buy Iceland instead of Greenland. Yeah. Perfect segue. Here's another Trump one. Dumb. Average number of times per day that Donald Trump <laughs> tweeted in twenty seventeen. Times per day. Yeah, Trump tweets in twenty seventeen. Twenty-two. Eight. In 2017, seven. It's pretty closest. Okay, but the average number of times per day now, that... Now we know who follows Trump on that, Twitter. That, that 45 tweeted in no, 2020. <laughs> oh, dude, he's up now. He's in 40s. I'm going to say he doubled 16. He's at 32. Oh, so fuck. over four, four and a half times in 2017. But here we go. He's going to get the carpal tunnel so real bad. 2017, he did seven tweets per day. 2020, he's doing 32 tweets a day. But now the percentage of Americans who want Trump to tweet even more frequently. 20. The memers, I'm going to say 40. 3%. So people oh. people are kind of fed up with this tweet. Yeah. Only a few people want him to tweet even hey more. Hey, man. Freedom of speech. Mm. <laughs> I, for some reason, like, I imagine him using a Blackberry. <laughs> I don't know why. He's got to get just tweeting on a Blackberry. Out, yeah. Tweets out his <laughs> ASAP. Is Blackberry kind of cottagecore? Or is it more of like a... What's like it's two thousand Sex in the City Core. Yeah. Sex in the that's a good one. Okay. 
Last two here. Rank of May 29 to June 4th among weeks. So that week of May 29th to June 4th. That researchers determined to be the saddest on Twitter. Month? The week. So the week of May 29th to June 4th. Where does that rank on the... The saddest. What saddest, happened that week? The saddest researcher. What the fuck happened that week? Oh, it's, week it's, on a, it's in the last. What's the sweetest, the saddest tweet week on Twitter? Within that time frame. <laughs> okay, it's <laughs> a tough question. Rank? That was a that was that was number one. That's the saddest week we were. So I think that points to the fact that May 29th to June 4th was like the the deepest uh, we were. In oh, this, this year. Yeah. This year. Oh, I was about to say because I remember. We had summer trivia at work. We had a, a trivia match, and it was the, the theme was summer. And they were talking about how on Twitter, usually when the summer solstice starts, research shows that Twitter people are happier, and they're not talking about like depressing things. And this well, was right before that. All the emails, all the emails came out. Yeah, because <laughs> summer just makes people happier, apparently. It does. Well, sunshine makes people happy. I hate that crap. <laughs> you don't like the sun. It's the seasonal depression, dude. I'm winter core. It, this I literally like fall dude, core. Yeah, yeah core. fall core makes me. Oh, that makes I'm me happy. Core. I like the all the ember months. The nice breeze. It's getting oh, warm. Winter core. Mm. I know that doesn't make sense to me either because I'm like based on my hair, like my just blood. I sh- I'm from the people of the sun, you know. Yeah. So like the sun should make me happy. I mean, there's the there's no denying though, like the vitamin D is good, right? Well, I mean, there's oh, the sun, things the such as seasonal depression that happen when, like, the winter cold month when there's no sun. Mm-hmm. So basically, quarantine mimics that. Yeah. So your serotonin production goes down. Also, whatever psychological thing happens when you associate good times. For me, I think that happens because my dad's super all about winter and fall. And he'll start decorating the house with, like, scarecrows and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's always been good vibes in my house when, like, winter and fall come like along. Like the first day of October or something? Yeah, so, like, I just feel like because of that, I just associate fall with good times mm, definitely all right last one the minimum number of seafarers who have been stranded offshore since pandemic lockdown measures began so who have how many people are, are stranded at sea right now in the world how many people are on the average cruise uh, say like 300 i don't know usually it's cruises are bigger than 300 they're like a, yeah dude i'm gonna say at least like three thousand you guys ready for this? Yeah. Would you, would 10, you just, One guy. <laughs> 200,000 people stranded oh. at sea. Yeah. Oof. But that was out of July, so maybe, hopefully, they're, they're back home. You never know, though. You never know. Um, so that was the Harper's Index segment. Other news. I wish they didn't, they didn't talk anything about USPS. Maybe that's coming out. That's coming next, out. Next uh, edition, but. Oh, let's go. I'm up, I'm up by one point in my fantasy baseball week now. Oh, it's getting down to the wire. Anyway, um, let's keep it rolling here. What's our next topic? Let me find it. You guys have it pulled up. Okay, the next one. Oh, here we go. The DNC was this past week. Did you guys tune in? Yep. No. Um. <laughs> I was tuned in, but tuned out. I just like listening to the radio while doing things. So I was just embroidering during their speeches. I've I've lost faith in the DNC since the last election. Yeah, I was I tuned in on Monday, like on the TV, and it was just I felt like there was uh, some. It was just out of touch. Like I I don't know. Like 
I didn't. It was they're like playing this song. I'm like, what is this? Like they had Billie Eilish. Yeah. Um, but that said, I was... We're hip. We're cool. <laughs> I was getting pizza with Suze this past week. We were, like, driving to this pizza spot we like here in beautiful Westwood. And and uh, yeah, the DNC was on randomly. We didn't we didn't test it out. And Joe Biden's speech was on. I was like, oh. And I actually got kind of emotional from hearing his speech. Because it was really good about talking and talking about his you know, lost family members and his, you know, commitment and what is, what did he say? He's a lightness. I'm with the light. Yeah. I'm an he, ally of the light. He yeah. is the ally of the light. And, uh, yeah, what did you guys, what are your thoughts? What are your hot takes? I'm choosing between a giant douche and a turd sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it looks like I'm gonna have to eat this. I'm gonna have to bite the fucking sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I thought their their strategy was like super obvious. Where like, cause I feel like every single person that talked about him used the word decent at least once. Um, and so they're they're trying to push he's, hard he's, that he's that the, he's a decent man. He's the law and order candidate. <laughs> Trump calls himself the law and order candidate. Well, but here's the other law yeah. and order candidate. <laughs> well, the, I think they're just they keep on pushing the decent man thing because. Like, just like you were saying, like, even people who support Trump, only 3% of them want him to keep on tweeting. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, people are just like, whether you think he's good for the economy or whatever the hell you think about Trump, you're just stressed out. He's stressful. He is. So, like, when you push how, like, Biden is, like, a chill dude and he's decent and stuff, that it's like, oh, I just, it's soothing to hear. If, um, I'll say it like this, if, if modern relationships show anything about our take on politics... We love the toxic. The toxic. No one go. No one sticks with the decent man. Oh, we damn. go with the toxic bad boy. So yeah. So, I guess we'll see if their strategy works. Yeah, that's what they're pushing. Well, my thing is, uh, my hot take or my galaxy brain take was, uh, I wish there was like a third party that was part more. Joe Johnson, than don't the, live. But not even like a completely new one that is is the not, birthday party what's the birthday party kanye's party dude that's what he's calling it it's the birthday party <laughs> that's that's stupid i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm not i can't he hasn't even qualified right to like he's no he's on the ballot, he's on the like, ballot. Like, there's, there's, states. there's a yeah but there's a couple states where like nope like they just did not let yeah, him thank god but like he's just deterring from the dems i want there to be like i want because in, you look in the history of america there's like the Democrats and the Republicans weren't always you bring know, back too the much. bull moose. Were the Whigs? There were the Whigs, the like the Federalists. Bull moose, bull moose party. That was Teddy Roosevelt. The bull moose party. Yeah. <laughs> we need a cottage core party, guys. <laughs> the Goblin Core party. Yeah. The Goblin Core. What the fuck's Goblin Core? I don't, I don't think they weren't able to define it very well, but apparently it's just like gritty, dirty. I feel like that's the more quote unquote masculine. Uh, oh okay. Thing. And it's a lot of coding it with, uh, like, LGBT plus mm -hmm. people. Like, I know there's people who are trans who are into Goblin Core and find it, like, more empowering for them to, you know, play in the dirt, so to speak. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the only thing I got out of it, like, playing in the dirt stuff. I'd want to say that, like, maybe getting dirty while working on your car might be Goblin Core because you just like the dirtiness and you're yeah. just... Playing in the dirt, yeah. Collecting insects, rolling in the dirt to yeah. get the roly-polies, I don't know. But of the DNC, we'll see. I mean, 
I think I don't know how the ratings work, but I, I feel like the RNC is definitely gonna have better ratings just because it's like watching a burning trash heap. Like there's gonna be Kid Rock. Yeah, gonna be a speaker. It's gonna be, oh, gonna 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 be, be awesome. Be the, the, that's gonna be lit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the My Pillow guy, you know the My Pillow. Oh the yeah, those that, commercials. Bro, he's a former crack addict. Do you guys know that? <laughs> he was a crack addict. Yeah. Dude, I did not know that. Um, my mom has a My Pillow though, so I'm a little worried. Does it work? No, it's literally just a normal pillow, but the way they market it makes it all like. Goddamn capitalist! It's literally just like 100% marketing, and this guy is going to be speaking. He also like is backing this wonder drug. That isn't hydroxychloroquine, but some other, like, uh... It's a COVID buster? Miracle cure, miracle drug that cures COVID that hasn't been backed by science at all. But he swears by it, and uh, he has some stake in the company. And he's now, of course, in Trump's year, in 45's year, saying, you know, we, we gotta push this, this pill. What about the Russians, dude? They already got the vaccine, but they're giving it to the Pakistanis to test it out. Apparently, Putin gave it to his daughter, too, so... Oh. It must be okay. Well, he gave the actual one to... <laughs> how, many, how many daughters does Putin have? Does he have, like, a huge family? But Instead. he said it during a speech in the announcement. He's like, my daughter's taking this. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, he was just matching Trump because Trump is taking hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that's the RNC. Dude, he's um, just taking... He's just drinking 7-Up and chicken soup. <laughs> From what I heard, the RNC, they're planning on... um doing like i think traditionally with the dnc or like just either way they usually have like three days and then the third day the president finally talks and it's the like a whole thing he rises again. but donald trump is like screw that i'm talking to all three days and this shit's gonna be a party so it's gonna be three days of donald trump like he's gonna come out to keep on rocking in the room <laughs> he's gonna Can come I... out of this like under the stage with fireworks he's gonna hit kid rock with a chair and then... <laughs> Or he's gonna hit a Biden, like a, a dressed up Biden. Do you remember when he was on the fucking WWE doing he beat the shit out of Vince McMahon? I saw the, the video recently, actually. Dude, Donald Trump, our current president, was on WWE. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's like such an. I saw his documentary on Netflix, that's where I saw it. Um, they, where they just talk about all the stuff he did and how he roasted power and stuff. That's what's up. Um, another news in this week. Uh, Ben Shapiro made can't, news. Can't made get his wife wet. The WAP. <laughs> the dry ass. <laughs> the dry pee. <laughs> uh, yeah, he 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 went viral again this week because he was like, he just loves to play himself. Like he's reciting the lyrics to WAP to wet ass. <laughs> he wouldn't say pussy he'd say p word <laughs> it's just funny. His excuse was that because he was on radio. <laughs> he's like, I'd say bad words. Yeah. That was great, though. Any uh, any Ben Shapiro updates? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. According to him, if women can't get wet, it's nothing wrong with it. In, in his defense. <laughs> wait, wait. The thing about how uh, he's... Yeah, he can't... Is. If he needs a bucket and a mop for it, it's like a medical... <laughs> that, was, that was the whole beam about it. Yeah. It's just... See, that's what I was telling you. You can't set yourself up like that. Because I, I guess to me, like, obviously what he was saying, you know, if your girl's, like, dripping and she slips on her own fucking juices, then that's a medical condition for bro, sure. dry as shit, bro. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so that's obviously, but then he can't set himself up like that. Because then obviously we're going to say, oh, so you've never seen a wet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, he just, he just, he played himself. He played himself again. I, it, 
I, do you know if he's speaking at the RNC? No. No. He should Damn, be, dude. Biden. He's yeah. pretty critical of Trump sometimes, so he I don't is. think Trump would, yeah. would invite him. Why, dude? They're, they're in the same quadrant. As much as Ben Shapiro wants to say he's a libertarian conservative, he's a very authoritarian. Well, I mean, just because Trump does something sometimes that are just objectively stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll, he'll call it out. It? Yeah, he'll call it out. Um, yeah, but tying it all back to the title of this podcast, this episode is The Rise of the Armed Left. Oh, boy. Um... Freddie and I, I shot a gun for the first time, a real gun this time. What'd you uh, shoot? I, I don't know what it's called. 9mm Glock and a forty-five yeah. caliber Colt. We went to the this gun range in the valley, and it was indoor, and it was, uh, it smelled, it smelled like body odor in there. Nice. It was, it was a <laughs> very manly smell in there, um. But we were just shooting guns. It's kind of smelled like gunpowder. It's my first time shooting a gun, and uh, like I've shot in BB guns and pellet guns, but um, it's kind of empowering. Did you cry? I wanted to go hunting after. That's <laughs> the thing. Like I saw people with rifles wanting to take bring a rifle to the shooting range. I'm like, man, I this is cool and all, but like I want to use my gun for for something like a real world thing i mean like i'd love to go hunting maybe getting uh some elk like joe rogan does or... he wants to use his guns to overthrow the, <laughs> the bourgeoisie <laughs> yeah yeah well there's this whole thing of like we're talking about gun control and all this but i, I don't feel any gun control I, they didn't even check our ids <laughs> they only asked for matt's id and like he was like okay you're good and then these two Whatever. Well, if they take your name down, remember, you gave them your name and... Your, and So they can do a check. Just my, just my name and signature. They didn't even ask for... How much was the ammo? It was... I'm assuming it's expensive as hell right 50 rounds now. got you about 25. Yeah, it's 20 bucks. For, so, like, 50 cents a shot? Just about. Yeah, was Depends funny. on the caliber. That was for 45. Yeah. But I'm still learning guns, but... Is guns cottage core or no? No, dude, only crossbows uh, and a blunderbuss or whatever. A blunderbuss. <laughs> I'd say a flintlock. Yeah. Yeah, army core. Gun core. <laughs> gun core. I'll say this, man. Like, I think everyone should fire a gun, whether you're left or right. It's just a matter of self-defense. But I will say this to all the SJWs and left of center liberals out there, more specifically, you neoliberal types. <laughs> SJ Dubs. Yeah, little fact. A little known fact is that <laughs> gun control is actually racially charged. In California, the Mulford Act was passed to de-arm the Black Panther Party. The Mulford Act passed in '67 under Reagan was meant to take away the open carry rights because the Black Panthers were open carrying in public to defend their neighborhoods. So you know. Anyone who considers himself left and a champion of minorities, but is completely anti-gun, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Gun control they, they is... They couldn't shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, excuse me. What gun, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're stabbing yourself in the foot with your kitchen knife. With, with your Nerf gun? With your Nerf gun. It's... 
you know, people need to realize that I'm not saying a complete abolition of gun control, but guns are, at least in the constitutional wise, are meant for self-defense. A lot of people are scared, though, with really guns is the school shooting stuff. And a lot of those school shooters aren't POC, people of the POC community. They're usually white kids, right? Yeah, and they're also mentally ill. And that just goes to the fact, like, there's no... I saw this in France. In France, you're actually required to have a doctor's note to purchase a firearm. And it just, it dumbfounds me how in this country, you don't have to be cleared by a medical professional. But a background check? But a background check. Oh, great. You know, there's a lot of mentally ill people who never break the law. Mm. There's a lot of homicidal pe- people with homicidal tendencies that have never broken the law or never gotten charged. But... I wonder if you can do something with, like, is there any psychological and anything in the psychiatry world of- that's, like, you can freelance, go and, like, say, go around and say, like, you're insane. And, like, well, just write down, like, l- boom, l- we Let slap, me say this. Slap, like, insane, insane or, or, like, you know? There's forensic psychologists who work with lawyers in picking juries. They're, they've gotten so good at identifying possible jurors. They're like, this person would... This person presents with these certain personality characteristics, so they would have a favorable ruling. And say, so say you're looking for um, someone. Someone lost a child. Someone was shot. Okay, you look for people who look like motherly types because they are going to be more sympathetic to the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Depending on you're the defendant or you're the prosecutor, you're going to see you're going to hire someone who can do that. <clears throat> I think it's you know there's plenty of psychological testing for personality traits that can be done. To say this person, like cops do it, I'm mm-hmm. not very well, I'll say this. Obviously not, because we have some people who are unhinged and given a, pull, a gun and a badge. Right. But I sat in on a lecture about this one time where this one dude who worked for the Pentagon talked about like the latest in brain scanning technology and how, at least at the time, like maybe two years ago, he, he said that there was another one of those school shootings. And that uh, he got emails from, like, friends and family saying, like, isn't your, like, dumbass brain technology able to detect people who are homicidal and stuff like that? And that it got him to thinking, he's like, I guess we do kind of have technology that can determine, you know, whether some people are just insane as hell just by scanning their brains. But what he was saying is that, that, I I guess it's the whole slippery slope thing again, where... start doing it to everyone. Yeah, he's like, he said, for example, um, let's say I scan someone's brain and they show the same readings as someone who is a Nobel Prize winning doctor. And it's like, all right, well, let's just fast track this person to medical school because they're going to be dope no matter what, you know? Um, But then he's like, what if you, you know, sign up for school and you've always wanted to be a teacher, but then we scan your brain and you show striking similarities to a pedophile. Oh, no. (laughs) And he's like, we're we're judging people now before they've committed the crime. And is that something we want to do? I think there needs to be... A combination of both because listen like psychological testing it's all paper but it's the best we got but if you're going just straight off brain scans you're missing a Mm. lot it should be i think like psychological testing should be like a a fail safe of like okay you you came up with this on the neural network like let's get you pen to paper yeah i have a joke on that if if someone if wants to be a teacher and the test has a pedophile they they should be get into uh, investment banking or uh, <laughs> or like po- politics um, because that runs rampant or uh, film producing. Yeah. Film. <laughs> they should uh, move to uh, the Florida Keys. Yeah, 
They should uh, they should meet Jeffrey Epstein. But in jail, you know, in in regards to the armed left, I think all really there's a whole mass movement at Black Lives Matter rallies. There's been combinations of there's uh, Black Guns Matter groups where there's black black um, black citizens are going around saying our community needs to learn how to defend themselves. They offer classes in gun safety, how to fire weapons because you know mm-hmm. I a gun think is not a toy. A gun is not a toy, but a gun is also self defense. And I mean, when you look at, I'm not gonna uh, I'm gonna offer some of my critiques as a future gun owner once I'm able to purchase one with the because it's just expensive in California once you once you're able to pass the psychological test. yeah that's Protus's uh, target range um, I would say this one part that scares me about Biden's proposed gun law is requiring is making it more expensive to get a gun permit he wants to include a pro- proposition that charges you $300 to purchase a permit um you know, history always repeats itself. You enact gun reform when black people start owning guns. You start creating these permits where only the really wealthy and upper class have rights to guns because they're the only ones who can afford not only like the thousands of dollars to purchase a firearm, the other mandates of getting a gun safe, specifically in California, all the chaining that's involved and all that, you're easily dropping close to 3,000 before you even purchase a firearm and maybe in total. And now you want to create this mandate, you know, I really hope people look at that and saying, who are you really trying to disarm? Are you trying to disarm people who shouldn't be owning a firearm? Because I don't see anyone saying you're not getting tested for psychological. I don't see very good background checks. Yeah. Are you really just trying to disarm a certain population? Which to me seems like you're trying to disarm minorities. That's how it starts. Now you're trying to disarm the lower working, working class. You need like a, like France, something, but also like a patriot test. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, phrase it like that so that it passes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, and like, I think most of us here flirt with both sides of the aisle. I think. Wait, like, guys and girls. <laughs> I said aisle, the political aisle. Oh, oh, I think like think, a marriage aisle. No, I think, I think <laughs> some of us, all of us here float with both sides of the aisle. We're not left, we're not true left, and we're not true right either, but I think it's just people should really look at what they're backing, and I'm not against, there's an armed right, why shouldn't the left be just as armed? Yeah, like, I'm saying, like, guys, we should get, like, jacked and swole and be like, yeah. We should have our own like, proud boys. It, yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know, left, the uh, Sad boys. The, the, sad the swole left. The swole, yeah, the swole left. Swole left. We need the swole left. <laughs> the rise of the jacked left. But I mean, what are you? What's your take on it? As a you know, you fired your you fired a weapon for the I first time. I fired my weapon, and I felt my whole world changed. Really, I I felt an energy go through me that spoke to. Not only the Second Amendment, but the First Amendment, the Third Amendment. As the as the conservatives love to say, the Second Amendment is in place to protect the First. The, yeah. the Fourth Amendment. And you came home to watch Starsky and Hutch. And I, <laughs> yeah. I ate a huge, juicy, rare steak. <laughs> and I was it elk steak? <laughs> elk steak. And I. And he drank. Left his tears. Left, 
No, I drank, not leftist tears, I drank whiskey <laughs> straight from the bottle, and I bought a, I put a down payment on a, uh, a Chevy uh, truck. El Camino? <laughs> no, a uh, Silverado, a <laughs> Chevy Silverado. Um, I'm just, I'm joking, you know that, guys, but um, I, I thought it was, um, I'm the type of guy who likes to utilize the thing, and I, I there's a weird thing of, like, Guns, uh, self-defense, I know, Caesar, you're talking about guns, and, like, there's a cow on the road that might have attacked you, so in that case, a gun would protect you, um, and I know me... A vicious, opioid-addicted cow. (laughs) That cow was big. A mad cow disease, a mad cow comes rushing at you, with you and your unborn baby... You gotta protect your future, and you gotta protect what you stand for. So Good thing concealed, I had my pieces. A concealed carry would would do you wonders there. Um, I know some people have concealed carry weapons, and I don't really plan on getting. I don't even know if I'm gonna buy a gun, but I do want to try hunting sometime. Um, I don't know what Peto would say about that, but I like fishing, and I feel like cottage core <laughs> is. Maybe hunting has something to do with it too, because yeah, I I think there's a, a through line to it. What about you, Caesar? I just found a quote about guns that I always thought was funny. It's I think it has many variations, but one of them is "God made man, but Sam Colt made a sequel." <laughs> Who's oh Colt forty five? Yeah. And that was me when I saw the cow. I was like, oh, shit. Like, the great equalizer would be me having a gun because that cow was so goddamn big. And if we would have charged them, yeah, I would have died. Yeah, what do you... I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, for me, it's... Well, I mean, what I was telling you guys earlier that I went to, like, a hiking trail and it was very remote and I was there with my girlfriend and then it, it had a striking similarity to a scene in the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Where the, the Zodiac Killer, um, like... Sh- like he basically snuck up on a couple that was hiking or just like hanging out um, by a lake and then he just brutally murdered them and um in in that moment i think where where me and, and my girlfriend were about to go on that trail we're super remote if we screamed literally no one would hear us mm-hmm. we're in the middle of nowhere it, it seemed very nice the idea of having a gun at that moment because um, anyone could just pull up on us and and we're we're screwed you know um so I think in, in, in instances like that, I can definitely see why someone would want to own a gun. Yeah. Especially in, like, maybe us in the city, I, I can call the cops, and, and even where, where I live, you know, the local police station is pretty close by. The cops can probably come really quickly if it's a real emergency. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I live, you know, in the middle of nowhere, and the sh- we have one sheriff, and he's, like, 20 miles away or something, I, I, I would not feel as confident. You gotta take matters in your own hands. Yeah, I would not feel as confident that the sheriff will come and save me. Um, in, in that instance, I could also see why someone would want to own a weapon. Wild West Corps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think my my thing is, I can see why people feel the need to own a gun to defend themselves. Yeah. Kind of badass too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I could also see why some people are like, "Guns are guns are dumb as hell." Like, yeah. When when a lot of people like will post things on Insta of them drinking beers with their homies and shooting guns, it's like, yeah. "Bro, you should That's, not be drinking yeah. and shooting a gun." Like, oh, I mean, like that, that already makes me. That scared. just sounds like I would I would I would feel so fucking scared if I'm hanging out was, with friends. And was that drinking. movie you're talking about the uh, the David Fincher one Zodiac or is it the new one that came out uh, like a doc series? It's the classic one, I bet. It was, it's the one with Robert Downey Jr. 
And not, not Jake Gyllenhaal? But Jake Gyllenhaal too? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal was in it too. Oh yeah, that one's good. It was good as hell. Yeah, I like that movie. And 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 movies like that like are definitely scarier sometimes than you know seeing a movie about Freddy Krueger because when you it's see real. people like that, you're like, dang, like there's some messed up. Because it's out there. real. It's all real. Think about that, dude. And the Golden could have stopped the Zodiac Killer yeah. right then and there. The Golden State Killer and the Zodiac Killer are the same thing, right? No. No, yeah, Golden oh. State Killer is, is different. Fun fact, my sister lived across the street from the Golden State Killer. When they captured him, she was able to pull out her phone and, and record it. What? She, in Sacramento. That's when they, when wild. They and he was just an old-ass guy that was just minding his own business at that point. He, he got, you know, just like when you're young, you want to, you know handle your business then you, she, then, then you just want to slow did, down did That's she what he did. know the whole time that she was living across the street no him? he was just a dude the, living there in the then, gsk and then they caught him and then yeah and and uh her the price of her house the value of her house immediately <laughs> dropped <laughs> yeah or no it could have rose but people are like Ooh, she should just turn it into a museum of a gsk museum yeah that's cool so she never had any interactions no. with the GSK? I could ask her about it, because I remember her saying something about that, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's pretty scary. Yeah, seriously. That is scary. You know, living in South Central, you were at least, you know, a couple houses away from a killer, so... Yeah. Similar <laughs> feeling growing up. Yeah, dude, because yeah. he was on your block. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, at least they weren't, like, serial killers that yeah, were dude, killing yeah. for fun. <laughs> it's just... At least it's drug-related. Yeah, or gang. Something, yeah. something related. Um... It's also the 50th, 50th anniversary. anniversary of the Chicano Moratorium. Yeah, Freddie brought that to light. Uh, what's 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 the Chicano Moratorium? It's like the it was it's like a protest in Vietnam, like like twenty thousand people. Yeah, it was a protest. This is huge, right? It was a huge protest in East LA. It was protesting the, you know, in the Southwest at the time. Like the most, a major, no, it's not. Wasn't most. The majority of, of deaths in the Southwest in the military were all Chicano people. It was mm-hmm. all the, all people Hispanic origin were being drafted, and at this point when they were protesting, there was eight thousand deaths already, and all of them were Chicano. You know, it's kind of it's it's a it's known history. Blacks and and Chicanos were the put on the front lines of the Vietnam War, while generally the white population was never faced by the draft. Mm-hmm. So this was, it's been 50 years of it. It was a bad time for bone spurs. It was, it was a, yeah, it was a great time to have bone spurs. <laughs> <laughs> um, 50 years, and here we are more 50 protests, years later. More protests, right? More protests. It's, it seems like nothing's changed, really. Do you guys identify as a Chicano, or, or how do you self-identify? Or I'm Chicanks. Chicanics? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. I'm not the- for the X, dude. I get the appeal for it, but like... What's the thing of like Chicanx, Latinx? It's inclusive. It's inclusive of non-binary people, because so, I, you, so sp- Spanish is a genderized language. Like there's men and women. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. Libro. Well, what are you? What do you refer to yourself if you don't identify as either? Hombre. No. <laughs> um, I you listen like I yeah, get I the know. appeal for it, but like I never. I'm here's the, I, I'm for. I, if you want to call yourself a Chicanx, Latinx, it's... Well, Caesar it's, just did. I'm LaCroix. LaCroix. <laughs> I'm not for it. I just call myself a Latino, but that's also me being privileged of being cisgender. Mm. I like it. Um, I don't know. I just, I just like things that piss people off sometimes. 
And so, like, I like the idea that I will say that word and someone will get so angry. Like, and I'm not saying you're gay because you're obviously saying that you just don't want to use it. Yeah, myself. But that's that's not the response I think I'd get from a lot of other Latinos where I just mm-hmm. literally use this word and someone will be like, start calling me like gay and stuff. Like, and I was like, what, bro? I just yeah. said. Well, I had to. That's what I'm saying. Like my my Latinx. I called it the Latinx support group at my school just because. I have to be inclusive of everyone. I don't know. Right. I can't make the assumption that I'm assuming this person is cis. This person is wants it's to be It's a safe call- space. You're trying to create a safe space where Yeah, I guess there is a difference between, you know, when you're in your own personal space living your life, they shouldn't be able to tell you what to say anyway, but if you're in an institution, it's like, I guess yeah, I It's the it. whole the whole idea is like if when I was reading the article, they brought up how you know, all these bl- uh, black power movement eventually died down. So did the Chicano power. But the Chicano power movement brought itself down because my, it's machismo. Like, they weren't inclusive of the women. The women were taking the back seat. And it's just like, that's the whole thing. We see it now. Now it's like, oh, well, yeah, women. But now it's like, oh, you're gay. You're trans. Like, you're not part of this movement. Or you're part of this movement. But, like, we're, we don't care about what your needs. Right. So, you know... If you're gonna be if you're gonna be representing a group, be representative of the group in its entirety, not just whoever you decide can identify as it. And then what's the difference between Chicano and Latino, or Chicanx and Latinx? Chicanx means you're Mexican American. Chicano. Yeah. Well, and even more specific, Chicano means you're born here from Mexican descent. Yeah. Latin. Latin or Latinx just means you're from Latin America. Yeah. So Brazilian so Chicano is, is, is specific to, I guess, us. Yeah. Oh, I see. Chic- and yeah, and we'd be Chicano. Um, or Chicanx. Well, I'd be Chicano because <laughs> I identify Chicano. as a male. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. But you can still be Chicanx even if... Do you if have to be... I say it like this. If, you- you're, if you're referring to me individually, call me a Chicano. But if you're, if you're including me in the greater masses of all the Chicanos, Chicanas, Chicanx in this country, refer to me as Chicanx. I, I wonder see. how that would go, actually. Like, that'd be a very... Like, con- like a contradiction on someone else's part. If you... They call you Chicanx, and then you're like, oh, I go by Chicano, and they're like, well, I'm trying to be inclusive, so I'm calling you Chicanx. But you're like, but I identify <laughs> yeah. myself as, as a yeah. Chicano male. Well, and it like, goes both And then ways. that'd be very, like, ironic if they don't want to yeah. call you what you want to call yourself. Yeah, I, that is pretty fucking ironic. I know at LMU they have, like, Chicano studies or Chicano studies, but they do they have to change it to Chicanx studies? I don't studies? know if they've changed it yet. Did, did yeah, they, it was just always Chicano, Chicana, like the yeah. dash. The old school one was the at sign. So then it was, but that was when it wasn't inclusive of LGBT. It was just like women, men, and women. So you'd be Chicano, Chicana, Chicanat. Chicanat? Yeah, because you have the O and the A included. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's the, it's the A with the O around yeah. it. Oh, that's kind of Very cool. clever, Chicanx. Yeah. Well, that's weird. You, you're just seeing a lot of X things, like women with a W, O, M, X. Women with a Y. X, N, or... Yeah. Yeah, and like you see it a lot of in a lot of gender things. It's you know, who all coined the term? Who what? coined cheek Latinx? I'm gonna I, look, I'm look it up. I think I don't know. I can't tell you a name, but it's definitely been part. Of, I think it evolved with like the the fourth. Are we in the third or? Four, I feel like we're entering the fourth wave of feminism because the third one was the first one. No, fourth wave of feminism was the first one that's inclusive of LGBT women. So I think with that, because the third wave was all about including women, people, women of color. Mm-hmm. So the fourth wave, I think that's when Latinx came out because like, oh, you know, don't refer to Latina women. 
you got to include Latinx, you got to include men, transgender women, so men who became women. Yeah, I never, I never took any sort of feminist studies thing, so I don't, I'm not sure. I'm a feminist. You patriarchal pig. <laughs> I, I took, took men's studies, though. I, I took, I played sports. Um, okay, did... <laughs> The I didn't or- catch that until... The origins of the term are unclear. According to the Google Trends, it was first seen online in 2004, and in scholarly, scholarly work, the X in Latin X was initially introduced by a Puerto Rican psychology periodical Typical. to challenge the gender binaries <laughs> encoded in the Spanish language. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the A, the at symbol. Imagine language being patriarchal. <laughs> Yeah, it's a new term. I'm, I'm like I think fairly supportive of a, a lot of these like language things because I I don't I don't know like I feel like the thing a lot of people say is if it doesn't hurt you whatever. But I also don't know the the ramifications when it comes to like legal stuff because I can see that getting really complicated. Yeah. So I don't know like because if you if you make it illegal and then now someone can sue the state because they didn't have an X on their mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. That's that seems like a waste of state funds and stuff to fight something yeah. like that. But at the same time, I, I guess I'll just say it because I kind of don't care. But. Yeah, I also don't know what the ramifications could be. Yeah. I don't care about how you refer to me, but I care about your rights. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough, and in terms of like identity, vocabulary, or like uh, sexual preferences, like what if you're a guy and you're like mostly straight, but then sometimes you just like don't want to do anything crazy with another guy, but maybe you just want to like. Um, Sexuality is a spectrum, is dude. It, is that totally... Are you totally bi or is there... There's no word for just like if you want to... I mean, if you want to just label it or you just say you have your preferences. I feel like that's how it should be. I mean... Mm-hmm. I'm speaking for myself. I prefer women. All 100% of the time. Like sexually. Yeah, me too. But I don't think... It's like if someone has like those positions... Like I don't know if you ever saw... Uh, fucking... What was that? Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Like the main character, he's like, he's like this like straight jock but he kind of like he's into trans men like women who became men and so is he bi no he's still figuring it out but it's like one of the characters like you know sexuality is a spectrum like you don't have to be entirely one or the other i mean if you are just one or the other that's fine too yeah that's gonna be the difficult thing with legalizing all this stuff putting the law into play because i don't think the law is very good in specifics Right. It's, it's, it's dude, I, don't, I don't see why it has to be so complicated. If, if whatever two consenting adults do with sound mind is what they want to do. Yeah. Hmm. But is it cottage core? <laughs> yeah, dude, if it's cottage. Consent is definitely cottage core. Is 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 LGBT cottage core? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, actually. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Goblin core is it could I'm just, be. I'm just thinking about like the the legal part of marriage and stuff. I don't I don't know what the words are in in like when you go file with the with the city. I guess that you're married to someone. Yeah, I mean, like, does it if, if you matrimony. are like Mat- on if the legal word is like male or woman or if if they already have non-binary or well, something like that. Parties. You can marry. It's you can marry someone. It's that was in like 2016, right? Or 2015. Yeah. Supreme Court. 2015, they ruled that we can have. Marry. Yeah, uh, same-sex marriage. Yeah, because there's like some states where you can like marry a duck or something, right? Like, really? Yeah. I feel like some states are very flexible. Like we were probably able to marry an animal before we were able to marry. Or like there's people that married their cars or something like that. Like, wait, how can you marry an animal? Because the animal has the consent to the marriage. Well, it doesn't have the right to consent because it's not smart enough. 
Yeah. If you were, where, uh, where are you for that, Peta? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. Any other any other thoughts? Mm-hmm. I think we're I'm good. Up. Yeah. Well. Um, Fred, Freddie got all his hateful rhetoric out of the way already, yeah. so I think we can close it for the day. Yeah. Arm the left. Arm the left. <laughs> you damn liberals. Um, yeah. Keep it wormy. Keep, Keep it, it wormy. wormy.